2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's the most resilient
1: parasite? Prime time with
0: Isaac and Sue.
1: Can build cities, can transform the world, and rewrite all the rules. That's what I'll be doing every single night. Which is why? No,
3: no, no, no!
1: I have to steal it.
4: What are you talking about, Willis?
1: This is Primetime with Isaac and Sue.
4: It's going to work. It's passable, okay? This this isn't terrible.
1: The best in local, regional, and national sports. With no hidden agenda. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080, The Fan. All right. Welcome back. We're back
4: in the studio. No show yesterday. We got snowed out. But here we are. A triumphant return on a Friday. Joey Harrington, next hour, uh, you will hear audio of Damian Lillard's uh, tarmac rap. If you've heard that, oh,
3: I've heard it. I think everyone heard it. It was. uh, Well, what else are you doing sitting in the snow? Right. What are you going to do? And then he had to rest from the rap because he couldn't play. Boy, that was. I have questions about that. But they're not tanking. They've made that abundantly clear. But.
4: Uh, But right now, joining us uh, here on the fan is Brady Henderson of ESPN Seattle, uh, ESPN NFL Nation, and uh, this juicy article we've spent the first hour talking about with Russell Wilson in Denver. Uh, Brady, uh, first of all, welcome to the show. Appreciate you. How are you?
5: What's up, fellas? Thank you for having me. Doing great.
4: Do you think it's true that Russell Wilson uh, asked that John Schneider and Pete Carroll be fired?
5: Uh, Yes, absolutely. I I think it is absolutely true that uh, to some degree he pushed for that. Now, I I think anybody who has a baseline understanding of, uh, you know, the circumstances around his departure and how the situation had, uh, you know, deteriorated um, his faith in the organization and all that, I I think a lot of people would or may just assume that to some degree he wanted uh, one or both of those guys gone. And, you know, it it was clear that – you know, at least from a philosophical standpoint, maybe not uh, personally, but from a philosophical standpoint, he and Pete Carroll no longer were seeing eye to eye. It was also clear that, you know, he did not feel like John Steiner was doing a good enough job of, of putting, um, you know, the right team around him and wasn't signing the players that, you know, Wilson wanted him to sign. You know, never mind that GMs have to work around a salary cap and they can't just do everything the quarterback wants them to do. But, um, I and I don't say this to, to you know, downgrade the the story at all because it was a fantastically reported story. Um, but that is it, it, and I believe that the reporting is one hundred percent true. Um, it's just not all that surprising. I remember, you know, when I was writing the story uh, that I wrote on the Wilson Seahawks divorce last summer, um, I was told that same thing that he he tried to get Pete Carroll fired. Um, I didn't report it because I wasn't able to solidify it, and it sounds like they did. So, uh, you know, good on the athletic for that. Um, but it's it's just another, um, you know, unfortunately for Wilson, it, it's kind of another black mark in a, a year or so that's had quite a few of them.
3: Yeah, it's, it's funny because, you know, I know when he was there, there was some, you know, the Legion of Boom stuff and, you know, who's getting credit and then obviously the interception at the goal line. But did, the, did people behind the scenes <clears> – <throat> How much of this, because it seems like this has been problematic for years up in Seattle and it was just a lot rougher than anyone really knew or talked about, how much of this was kind of public knowledge that they just did a good job of keeping quiet or how much of this is once you leave and kind of the cracks start to form, people are are willing to speak a little more freely?
5: I think it's both of those things. And, you know, he was for most of that time playing at a high level Mm -hmm. and, you know, and the Seahawks were winning. and. Um, you know, that masked a lot of those things. But certainly anybody who covered the team uh, in depth was aware that, uh, well, I shouldn't say anybody, most people, because there were some reporters who uh, I hate to say it, but kind of had their head in the sand with this. But, um, you know, I think most people who covered the team on a day-to-day basis realized that the tension was really brewing. And um, I don't think anybody should have been surprised that it got to the point that it did, especially when, Wilson's play started to suffer, and it was one thing. It's one thing to make it work uh, with an unhappy quarterback when he's playing like a franchise guy. I mean, the the example I I continue to go to is, you know, look what happened with the Packers and and Aaron Rodgers. That situation, I've said this before, was uh, was it was nuclear toxic compared to the Wilson situation in Seattle. And the Packers resigned him uh, because he won the MVP the past two seasons. As if the Seahawks stuck with Wilson because he was still playing at a high level um, and until he wasn't. And that was a big factor in the trade is th- their belief that he was a declining player. And certainly, um, you know, the season that he had, <laughs> I don't think anybody disagrees with that sentiment. Now I, I will say though, I think a-, a big part of the, the reason why his season was such a disaster. It wasn't just because of, um, you know, that the physical skills are declining. It was just a bad fit. The head coach was in over his head, um, Wilson had way too much control there. There was a lot of factors at play. There were a ton of injuries involved. Um, but that said, I mean, it, the, the trend line is what it is, and and it's pretty clear that he is a declining player.
4: Why did the situation in Seattle deteriorate the way it did?
5: Well, it, it was a lot of things. It was it was Wilson's belief that um, you know the offense should be run differently than the way Pete Carroll wants an offense to run. Um, it was his belief that just the front office wasn't doing a good enough job of putting the right pieces around him. And, and you know, I remember I think it was a couple years ago at this time, uh, you know, he went public with his frustrations about the offensive line. And that, that I mean, that was, uh, by that point, it was pretty well known that he was frustrated. That was just the first time that it really bubbled to the surface. And so I, I think on a deeper level, what was at play was that, you know, Wilson is a guy who, um, is a he just has very high expectations of himself, and I think a lot of other quarterbacks in his situation who had already built a Hall of Fame career uh over i guess at, at that point it was seven or eight seasons, whatever it was who had already won a Super Bowl, been to another one, you know been a perennial pro Bowl guy, signed massive contracts, I think a lot of quarterbacks in his situation uh, would have been content or at least content to the point that they didn 't voice those frustrations and, and try to force their way out. Like he ultimately did. I think part of that was the fact that he just has had such high expectations and such lofty goals. And it was really eating at him that he wasn't reaching those goals and he didn't feel like he was in a position to reach those goals in Seattle.
4: Yeah. What wasn't he right about some of that though? And I guess I could ask you what, like why couldn't he work with the organization better to get it right? I mean, why did it have to go so nuclear?
5: You mean it, it, well? I, I mean, I think it was. I think they could have, if they, if the, if both sides wanted to, they could have. And again, go back to the Rogers situation. You know, they made it work because he was he was still playing at a really high level. And, and the Seahawks, you know, even before they traded him, there were doubts growing within the organization about uh, his skill level, and specifically whether or not, it, it, it broadly it was how his game was going to age as he got older and as the mobility. Uh, waned in the, of course, the mobility being one of the big parts of his game and something that made him so dangerous. They saw a player who just couldn't escape those sacks the way he could and and couldn't, um, you know, create the way that he could in his younger years. And so they just felt like, is this guy going to be worth the big contract that he's going to be due in a year from, from, you know, the time they traded him, which would be now. Uh, And they just felt like the time was right. And so certainly there was Wilson side of it and he wanted out and, uh, but they, you know, they they had to be willing to trade him, and they were. And in fact, you know that that conversation was being had in their building for at least a year or two uh, before they did it. In fact, you know, as I reported, and as other people have reported, go back to 2018 when the Seahawks placed a call to the Cleveland Browns about uh, possibly trading Wilson for the number one overall pick uh, because they wanted to draft Josh Allen year that year. You know they were already starting to feel that he might be a declining player back in 2018. And so uh, this was a long time coming, both from Wilson's frustration and also from the Seahawks just wondering about how well his game was going to age.
3: Is he well-liked? Was he well-liked amongst his teammates and coaches? I,
5: I think he was respected. Certainly the work ethic, um, the toughness and being there every day, and, you know, being a really good face of the franchise, you know, it, look, the this, this story was written in 2017 about, um, you know, how there were certain players in Seattle's locker room that resented him because of they felt like, you know, the accountability wasn't there. They felt like he got the preferential treatment from Pete Carroll um, and just felt like he wasn't one of the guys. Now, I didn't hear that as much after that when a lot of those players who – Felt that way, kind of moved on, and it was a younger team around him. Um, I, I think playing the way he did for most of his ten seasons in Seattle certainly went a long way, and being as tough as he was and available as he was, um, you know, certainly there were guys who still harbor resentment uh, towards him just for some of those things that I mentioned. But I don't think that was nearly as bad in the later years when a lot of those guys moved on.
4: Uh, this is Brady Henderson, ESPN Seattle. Now, how how much longer do you think? Pete Carroll has, or not has, is going to coach?
5: You know what? That's that's the hardest question to answer because if you would have asked me five years ago, I wouldn't have guessed that he would be coaching another five years and he looks the exact same (laughs) now as he did back then. He has the same amount of energy. Uh, I mean, God willing, I have half that energy when I'm over 70 years old. Um, So it's, it's just one of those things where I mean naturally you you want to make a guess and put a you put some sort of date on it because he's 72 and it's very rare for coaches the head coaches to coach beyond that but I just don't see any end in sight in the near future certainly not uh anytime soon with the way you know just with how well this team is set up for the future with the great draft class that they had the two first round picks this year and the two second round picks they're in a good cap situation so um I mean, I don't know. I, if he's if he's still coaching in five years from now, I would probably say I'm surprised, but um, I reserve the right to change that opinion in you know, two or three years if he if he's still going strong the way he has been.
3: What does Geno land on? 25, 30, 32? Where? I mean, I haven't heard anything other than he will be back in Seattle. But obviously, he's he's never made a bunch of money. He's he's looking to get paid.
5: He has, yeah, and that's one thing I, I've I've uh, reminded people of is, you know, he has been in the NFL for 10 seasons, and I think he's only – he's made less than $20 million, which is a lot of money for 99% of uh, the people listening, but for, you know, an NFL quarterback, that's that's not that much money for how long he's been playing, and, uh, you know, $7 million of that came this past season. And so I say all that to say that I just don't see him – you know, being in the position, and I don't blame him for this at all, but I just don't see him being all that willing to give uh, some massive discount to, you know, uh, to stay in Seattle. I think it's going to have to be a, a fair market deal. Now, what that is, I don't know. I've, I've asked, you know, a handful of agents and, and contract uh, experts around the league, and the number, the, the range that they all have come in between is 30 and $35 million. Um, and when I, you know, we did this little quarterback simulation at ESPN where we tried to predict, you know, all the quarterback movement around the NFL. I, the, the deal I predicted for whatever this is worth uh, was three years and $90 million with $50 million guaranteed. So they basically would be committing to him for at least the next two seasons. And the third year would be, um, you know, sort of wait and see. And uh, that, that's my best guess. And I'm sticking to it for now.
4: Do you think that they will make a run at a quarterback in this draft?
5: I think it depends on what happens with Drew Locke, and, and they certainly want to re-sign Drew Locke uh, for obvious reasons. I think he'd be an ideal backup for a number of reasons. One is that he has starting experience, uh, albeit not that great a starting experience, but he, he has that under his belt. He knows their offense, and he's got a ton of talent. And you know, Remember, they traded for him. When they traded for him, when they got him in the Wilson trade, You know, one of the big reasons why John Schneider wanted to trade Wilson to Denver was because he wanted Locke. Locke was the quarterback he wanted in return. And a lot of people in that building uh, thought that he would and or should be the starter until Smith beat him out. And so they want to re-sign Locke. It's obviously going to depend on what kind of market he has. And the team that I would uh, keep an eye on is Tampa Bay. Uh, which just, of course, hired Dave Canales as uh, their offensive coordinator. He, was, of course, was the Seahawks quarterback coach. So there's a at quarterback with Tom Brady gone. There's a pretty strong connection there with Canales. Uh, they don't have a ton of cap space. I think they're one of the worst shapes cap-wise. And so I think it would make sense for them to go for a cheaper veteran guy as opposed to, you know, a big free agent swing like Geno Smith. So Um, but back to your question, I think if they re-sign Drew Locke and Geno Smith, then I wouldn't expect them to take a quarterback uh, before day three, if at all. If they don't re-sign Drew Locke, but they do re-sign Geno Smith, then I can certainly see that, maybe even with that second first-round pick. Mm -hmm. um, I know that would be kind of counterintuitive when you're already paying Geno Smith a lot of money, but uh, it just would not shock me. So um, it depends a lot on Drew Locke's situation.
4: Brady Henderson, ESPN Seattle, uh, really appreciate your time down here. Did you guys get snow up there, by the way? Were you snowed in like we were?
5: Uh, We got some snow, but not enough to get snowed in. It was just kind of, you know, a couple flurries here and there, nothing that really stuck for too long. So it's actually uh, very sunny in Seattle, and if you did not step outside, you might think that it's summer, uh, but (laughs) it is freezing cold outside. Yeah, it's
4: butt cold. All right. Thanks, Brady. Appreciate you.
5: Yeah, you got it, guys. Thank you. All
4: right, take care. Brady Henderson, he is with ESPN Seattle, NFL Nation. By the way, I looked it up. Uh, Russell's wife is, it's pronounced Sierra. Like Sierra Mist.
3: Correct. Look, not Sierra. You can pronounce it any way you want. That is... Most of you probably already knew that. It's like a 12 and a half. I did not. She She is is amazing.
4: Ridiculously gorgeous. Yes. Like, shockingly hot. Yes, it's...
3: But, and... Why wouldn't she be with Mr. Unlimited? So
4: it is wild to think, as awkward as he is, he, that he landed her.
3: Well, a lot of people think one of the reasons why or he's so... Or maybe
4: she just swooped in yeah, and, like, you're mine. Yeah, well, so wasn't puppeteer the thing, though, she
6: up. had a relationship with the rapper Future? She's and, got a kid with him. Right, and so wasn't, like, <coughs> Russell the, the the good guy, the knight in shining armor kind of a guy?
3: I will say that
4: sometimes oh. you go the
3: exact opposite
4: yeah. of your... You look for the antithesis of the prior... yes. Boy toy, and of course that's You end up with Mr.
3: Unlimited. Upstanding Russell Wilson. I will say that his cringy videos got a lot... I mean, a lot of that stuff happened after he ended up with her. That's true. No,
4: you're right. That didn't exist really as much before. You know there's another cringier one? that I think is even worse than Mr. Unlimited. He can't really play it on the radio because it's just a song. Yeah. But it's him dancing to the song.
3: Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? I know it's what you're like, talking about. I don't
4: remember the song, but he's yeah. pointing in one corner, he yeah. points and the word football comes up. Yeah. Another one is family. Another one is like faith
3: or yep. something. Watch that one. He's got- What is he thinking? He's got a greatest hits album of awkward moments that are, you know, the, and that's is why I'm saying maybe her or her PR team are behind it. It seems very calculating, like, hey, let's get your name out there. Hey, let's publicize you. Hey, let's build your brand. That seems very, very Hollywood. Not many quarterbacks are doing that. Mm. Like, Jalen Hurts should have been the MVP this year. I don't see Jalen Hurts making stupid TikTok videos. It's like Jackson Mahomes if he was a good quarterback or was a Does good quarterback. Does Joe Burrow make stupid TikTok videos? I don't
4: think so because he doesn't seem the type. He's just out there slaying. Is Justin Herbert right? <laughs> By the way, remember the Russ the weird subway spot with yes! the dangerous? Yeah, we had dangerous. that too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's the greatest hits of him. Take your pick. It's really incredible. All right, enough about him. Let's check in with your Portland Trailblazers next on the fan.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
4: All right, checking in on the Zers, they got their ass kicked last night uh, by Sacramento. Not in the first quarter, they didn't. The Queens. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and that's because Lillard didn't play, and neither did Jeremy Grant, which is really odd, because they were coming off the All-Star break. Yeah, and they were both uh, out for rest,
3: which... Yeah, what... What is that? I, I, well, Dame at least did the events. What was Jeremy Grant doing? Well, he was in concussion protocol, and he yeah. has for a while. But he was cleared, and then he wasn't cleared, and I, I don't know because like the way I haven't seen anyone like I, I was looking <clears throat> to see if I could find like a, a definitive answer, but a lot of people were pointing to the plane being delayed. But well, they were sat on the plane for like seven hours, right? Yeah, but because they were
4: so the Blazers, if you don't know, were on their plane getting ready to fly to Sacramento Wednesday. And the snow hit, and they had to just sit on the plane. Sure, but I, I don't. They're know pointing if... to that as why he can't play.
3: Yeah, I was confused. So if if they, because they weren't out originally, so if if they had flown normally, then they would have played. I, I don't know. Well, it's... I guess he. They sat on
4: there for seven hours, and then they went home, and they all had to drive home. Yes, and then, and that was probably pretty treacherous. I don't know what time they had to do that. Then they had to come back. I think what yesterday morning. And then they apparently they sat on the plane for another 4 hours. Yes. And then And because of all of that they couldn't play. Yes. But everyone else I I find it weird, but then isn't so that I, like the definition of rest, 11 hours just laying there on a plane? Yeah,
3: but it's not I, it's What is going on? I, <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. It's it's all very confusing to me, but then they had the whole thing where like, Lillard, someone on uh, one of the media guys came out and was saying, hey, okay, at this point, because everyone thought, like, after the All-Star break, right, uh, um, Simons is out for, he's got the high ankle sprain, he's going to be out for a period of time, right? Doesn't look like it's going to be season ending, but he's going to be out for a little bit. So everyone kind of was pointing to this as, as, soon as the All-Star break is done, you got to make a decision. Are you going all in, right, and it's, it's playoffs or bust, or... You know, they're twelfth in the West. Yeah, they're twelfth. Well, they were eleventh. Now they're are twelfth. But it was is this idea of like, okay, <laughs> does do you shut Simons down because he's got a legitimate ankle? Right, Grant's been dealing with the con- concussion stuff. You know, Nurk's been dinged up a little bit. Do we start seeing Shane Sharp getting thirty five minutes a night? Do you start to just see some of the younger guys? And and you know, you're not you just you kind of inch that way. Or, hey. Foot to the gas, foot to the floor, all gas, no break. Let's go. Playoffs are bust. And so, the first game out of the All Star break against the number three seed team in the West on the road, we kind of thought this would be a, like a, a, a good litmus test. And so, when your two best players that are on the roster both sit out for seemingly no reason other than quote rest, and you're coming off the All Star break. It sure seemed like, hey, we're heading down this road, but then Lillard goes on, one of the media members, you know, put it out there and was like, hey, you know, at this point, you know, it's all about trying to move up to the best draft pick you can get. Maybe you get lucky, you win the lottery, you get Tanking. one by. Yeah, basically that. Just tank. tank. Yeah, and then Lillard comes out and makes the definitive, like, nice try, Jennifer, makes the quote, no, not happening, absolutely. He and said that, nice try, Jennifer? Well, that was the you know the whole CJ thing, the nice try. Lillard, no, but he said that? No, 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 he said, like, no, not happening, said, like, oh. no way. Oh. Like, quoted it. That would have
4: been awesome if he said nice try, Jennifer. Yeah, that would be fun. A
3: good little bit. That would be a good little bit. And since then, the Blazers, like, the, all you're hearing is the Blazers, like, no, no, absolutely not. So either they are pulling off the... No way we're tanking, wink, wink, nod, nod. Or that was just a very, very weird <clears throat> game to to come back from the All-Star break against the, the Sacramento Kings. We have a conspiracy
4: theory coming in on the new fan text line. You
3: know we love conspiracy theories.
4: 503-8646-FAN, that's the new number. If you don't know, we have a new text line number. Reach us at 503-8646-326. They say Blazers are flipping off the NBA for not delaying the game. Because they landed at three and played at seven. Yeah. And other believe games it. around the league were delayed, we're, we're delayed. in the past right. week for similar issues. So, so maybe they're doing that. That I mean, This guy says, I don't believe it, but I guess it's feasible. I guess I like that it. is feasible. I, I
3: can't know. think of another reason why your really two best strange. players, supposedly in a very important game, every game at this point is important. Well, they're tanking.
6: Did they rest. flip the
4: switch? Tankarama, Victor Wembanyama. I hope so. Look, but, if you want the Blazers to get better, you should be for tanking. I know it's annoying, but...
3: That's the best But, but why Lillard? The, why would Lillard take, and, and why would there be such a hard pushback right now with even the notion of that? Why not just, you don't have to respond to any of that. Just sit there and. Well, you as you know, when
4: people get bristly about something, it's because there's some truth to it. If there weren't any truth to it, it'd be like, oh, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Moving on. But the fact that he responded maybe lets you know that, Maybe he's worried that they are. I mean, he probably doesn't want to do that. But maybe the organization. But maybe the organization does. Hell, they traded for Cam Reddish. uh, Clearly trying. Well, their starting lineup
3: last night was, did anyone have that on the Blazer? I didn't even see who they start. (laughs) Give me their starting five. Uh, I'll pull it up. So it was the new guy, uh, whose name I can't pronounce. Um, (coughs) Who's their... uh, Matisse Theibel. No, well, we know Theibel. No, the... uh, God, I can't even think of his name. I'm just going to let you die here. Starts with an A. I got nothing. Starts with an A. Oh, Ryan Archie Diacono. Yes. He started? He started. <laughs> started Thiebel started. Reddish started. Eubank started. And. And wow. Nas Little. Nas Little.
4: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Not only is that. That was the starting well, line. Well, those are three of the guys are never played for the Blazers, right? Uh, have they played yet? No, I don't,
3: I don't think they have.
4: No, Thiebel did play for yeah, the game. Yeah, Thiebel has played. Played. He he played. has but played, but I don't believe that Archie Diakono I don't think Archie had. had. Wow. That's amazing. Well, yeah. maybe they're tanking. Well, be smart too.
3: I'm just saying, at that point, when when you're coming out of the All-Star break and that is your that's your starting lineup, you're like very weird. Mm, I like, don't know what? what they were
4: doing. Lillard didn't need to rest. That's stupid. Is
3: is an odd thing. So something's going on. I will say though, if if you do believe that the tank is on, which
4: you know the number one picks, like isn't he like. Well, they say yes. the next LeBron.
3: They say it's the best. Or the pros- next Giannis. Yeah, he's a. They say he's a better version of Giannis. But the best prospect since LeBron James. But they're so they have a chance to get the number one pick. Well, in the West right now, right? They're twelfth. <laughs> LA is playing better, and LA just beat Golden State. So, in theory, with a little tank, you you push past, and you're you're not catching San Antonio, or you're not catching Houston zero chance. So you you have a chance to be the third worst team in the in, the, in west. the west. That's good. So and then looking in the east, you're not catching Detroit, you're not catching Charlotte. Chicago, Indiana, Orlando? Eh, well, none of those guys are going anywhere either, but in theory with a bold enough tank you could have the fifth or sixth best odds to land the number one overall pick, or mm. get a number five, six, another seven sharp, shaded yes. sharp, something along those lines.
4: Hey, I like that idea. They're, well, I mean, they're not any good anyway.
3: I, I am at this point. I am on the Isaac Rob train of. I, yeah, I you're not? going nowhere, right? And Simon's and has Lillard's legitimate getting older. It's like you got it. You have to, like what other choice do you have? What are you gonna do? And he's still playing at a ridiculously high level. So yeah. seriously, what are they gonna do in the offseason? They think they're gonna sign somebody good. They're not. Well, it's not. So this sign. is your only chance. The it, it seems to be that the playbook is you're going to have some some finally you have some draft capital. Yeah, waiting and,
6: for someone waiting for Portland to be someone's top choice has proven to fail. Yeah, it's so not they happening. have to do it via so trade. So
3: the trade. idea the idea is a pie in the sky sort of thing, and it's not. But it just let's say Say your dream scenario. Philadelphia flames out in spectacular fashion. Mm-hmm. They're, what, third in the East? They flame out, and Embiid finally just is like, F this. Mm. I'm not doing this horse crap anymore. And you go to them and say, two ones, Simons, Sharp, Embiid, and now you have Lillard, Embiid, Grant, and, you know, Fibel and Justice. And they have two ones to give out? Uh, well, you gotta set. You gotta do the. Uh, you gotta fulfill your obligation. But once you do that, you can trade multiple ones. So yes, you could put together a package. What about all those
4: seconds they got for uh, Gary Payton? Give <laughs> yeah.
3: them all those. Yes, the That's idea an offer they can't refuse. The idea would be something along those lines to take yeah. a Phoenix-like swing. <laughs>
4: that ain't happening, dude. Go get get a tank. Get another pick and see what happens. Uh, by the way, we don't have time. Do we have time? Can I play the Lillard? Well, I can't play it, but you can. Oh, How no, long I is it? Oh, I know I can. It's 35 seconds. Oh, that's all. Okay. Yeah. So when they were sitting on the plane. They were stuck on the plane. Yeah, the, Lillard decides to just... Uh, well, he wrote it. Well, yeah, yeah, on his phone, and he just raps. Yeah. He just writes a rap. Yeah. And here's what it sounded like. Back stuck on the plane. I might have to buy a fit tomorrow. In this stuff and weather, grab your <laughs> you might get hit tomorrow. Drew gon' shut the pic, I'm up Boom,
0: boom, boom. That's pretty good all right
5: i couldn't really
4: tell what can we get a lyric can you the lyrics are pretty solid.
6: I, I've listened to it enough times. He's talking about getting my guy Matisse up off the Sixers. My favorite out this, uh, getting out right this effing right blizzard. Yeah. I like
3: my favorite part was. Something the, about Drew Eubanks' pick. Setting
6: a, set a pick so he can pull up from, from 40 is essentially yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the lyric. But I
3: enjoyed because right after you got uh, Matisse off the Sixers was, we got shooters in here like we're the Wizards. That's the best one because that was the Gilbert Arenas. Javaris Crittenden. Javaris Crittenden pulling guns at each other in the locker room. I'm sorry. That's clever. As shooters like the wizards, bravo.
6: Bravo. Yeah, that, that's excellent. That was not a basketball uh, I liked reference. I like it. Who
4: was in the background being this like Everybody. Hype man?
6: Everybody. The whole team was there. And so Except, when, but
4: you when, heard some
6: voices I, on there. Yeah, Jeremy Grant, I think, is one of the main ones who's like he kind of intros the video there and then. It's I don't probably
4: right?
3: got to me. My man Arch. And then the, the best is uh Shaden Sharp, they 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 uh, panned him at one point and he seems very perplexed by what's happening. Yeah, why? Yeah, what do you mean? I, look it, it, it up.
6: It's he has a like this blank look on his face. Like, what am I a part of
3: right now? It, uh. it,
6: it's it's very funny.
3: I'm not certain whether he's like impressed or he's like, oh my god, this old man is rapping because yeah, he's like <laughs> he's like what nineteen, twenty years old, yeah. and Lillard's thirty two. This might be like he, He's fifteen years younger. than He him. might be looking at that, just being like, oh my god, you're a thousand years old <laughs> and you're doing this. Well, thirteen years younger, right? Is Sharp nineteen? You said he's like nineteen or twenty. He's, he's really young. God. So I'm just saying, like, look at his face. It's he's the only one that doesn't appear to be uh feeling then Eubanks is in the back, just happy to be there. <laughs> yes, just, he should. He's just the uh, he's the Mark Madsen. He knows his role. He's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna sit back here and thank you for mentioning me. All right, Blazers are weird.
4: Uh let's uh next we have in the news, we have a very special birthday to discuss. Oh, we uh, and we will do that when we return. But first, Buck with Sports Center.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.
4: the hot five at five is coming up about 15 minutes some late breaking oregon football news we'll get to joey harrington next hour you know the routine right now though it is february 24 wait yeah 24 yeah, you're correct i forgot to change my notes i forgot we were not here yesterday nope uh 2023 time now for in the news i'm your noted newsman thank you hello carbon neutral thank you today is national Chili day which you know, is fitting, because I, it's cold.
3: It is cold, and chili is definitely a cold-weather dish. I'm going to say this. I love me some chili. I never eat it, though. I don't either. Uh, chili needs to be presented to me. I never seek it out. Where would you get, ch- like, good chili? You know, because... Yeah, like a diner you or don't something. Wanna, right. Like, you don't want
4: to get... Yeah. If you go to the store and shop, You don't, do you get the canned chili? No, like... You have to really make
3: it. Yeah, so that's the thing. Once in a while, my, uh, my daughter will make us dinner and one of her go-tos is she makes a really good chili with like a like a good like homemade bread. And that's usually when you eat chili or you go over to like a like a chili cookout sort of thing. <clears throat> it's like bring your bag be- swag to this day and I hate to do it because I don't like to give him credit for anything. He makes maybe the best chili I've ever it's had. It's very good chili. He does this lamb like chili thing. It's amazing. Lamb chili thing. Well, I mean, it's not traditional chili. See, the chili's way- even hard to describe. Yeah, because you think of chili as very basic, and Swags is not. It's, it's a, not. It's an elevated chili but it's really freaking good. Might be the best I've ever had.
4: Yeah, so chili's just not readily available no. is the thing. Because I think I would eat more chili if it were. Because but. I
3: think there's better options.
6: So anytime I smoke a large piece of meat, like a, yeah, like a pulled pork or a brisket, whatever's left over, I will do a chili following. So, yeah. that, it, so that it already has smoky flavor. Always and then a I, chili. And then I will, well... Even to, in the summer? Oh, especially in the summer, yeah. yeah. I mean, it. it, it is... The smoky flavor of smoked meats like can't be wasted, and so you put that with some really hot peppers mm-hmm. and in a good chili, and then you let that sit on the smoker for a couple hours. So good! Like, one of my own favorite chilies. It's
3: it's never the main, but if you go to a good barbecue, like the Smoke and Oak is my favorite barbecue spot, right in downtown Vancouver. Like they have a really good chili, and it's available as one of the sides for like a dollar upgrade. You can go from like collard greens, which are good too, to one of their their smoked brisket chilies. You get a little cup of it. I'm a I'm a cup of chili guy. Not a. It's not a meal. It's a. It's an accoutrement. Accoutrement. Yeah. That's French. It is also
4: Phil Knight's 85th birthday. Happy birthday, you rich old man. You rich, <laughs> rich, rich, <laughs> rich, really, really rich man.
3: I have given him way too much money because I will admit. Uh, do you ever? Are you a brand whore for anybody? Where you just you love their stuff, you'll just buy it. Ah.
4: No? I'm a Nike brand whore. if if I have one it's Nike yeah because I end up gravitating back to Nike but I'm it's I'm not like seeking it out I just always it's like wow Nike has good stuff
3: I like their stuff I have way I I have given them way way too much money and uh again I love their stuff and I'm a little like a lot of people now like kind of crap on it like Why? They, I don't know like I don't know it's, it's still the
4: best stuff out there oh it's not
3: even close compared to like Adidas and everything exactly get out of here with Adidas it, did, Take it down the road. I mean, I'm sure you got some decent stuff, but look, Nike, it's not even close.
6: I like Adidas golf stuff a lot, especially their shorts. Do you? Yeah, their Adidas golf shorts are awesome. Hmm.
3: Again, I'm not saying they got bad stuff. You know who's got better stuff? Nike. So here is uh, the Oregon
4: football team giving a little shout out to Phil.
0: Phil, can't thank you enough for everything you do for this program. We're so excited about your day, and we want to celebrate it with you. Happy birthday,
4: The program. The program. Uh, he makes me smile. <laughs>
3: I know you have a giant man he crush. He makes me smile. I know. <laughs> Thanks for all you do for the program. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for giving us all the money and every resource we could possibly want.
4: So, in honor of Phil Knight's 85th birthday, I have a little Phil Knight trivia. Um, we'll see how good you guys do here. I don't know I, if you know Phil Knight, at I all. did
3: read Shoe Dog. It was a good well, book. Well, that's a good start. So did I.
4: Um, yeah, somebody's. Well, P1 Scott to be uh specific chastise me today because he's the one that gave us those copies of off Yeah. And I did not
3: read it. Oh. And he even said Suk read his. Yeah. I'm like, well I okay. <laughs> you I'm... don't you don't read, sorry. <clears throat> You're busy watching the golf channel. <laughs> what did Phil Knight's dad do for a living? Ooh. Was he an attorney?
4: He was an attorney. Yeah. Yeah. That that's acceptable. Also acceptable is newspaper publisher because he was uh, running the Oregon Journal yeah where was Phil Knight's first job I remember this from the book oh, I, I remember was I it? remember him talking about it um, now his dad said he couldn't have a job at the Oregon Journal he said he needed to go get his own job
3: Who was so he? where
4: did he get a job was, was it like accounting or I want to well, say you're, you're a little later
3: okay, you're, you're too okay. late.
4: Okay, because I is was younger. Well, Phil. I was going with him. I thought he was working. He at- worked at the Oregonian tabulating sports scores. Oh, oh I was with I forgot that.
3: I thought accountant. Where
4: did Phil Knight attend high school?
3: Where did Phil go to high school? Phil Knight, um, I don't know. Or I don't remember. Uh, Roosevelt, Cleveland, Lincoln. Cleveland. You're right. Cleveland. I knew it was one of those in downtown.
4: While at Oregon, what was Phil Knight's summer job? This was back in Portland.
3: Summer job? Did he sell sneakers? No. Nope. Well, he sold that out of the trunk of his
4: car. No, no, no I meant like, was he
6: selling sneakers like that? Go so, he, no. delivered,
4: he delivered papers. He was a sports reporter. Mm. While at Oregon, Phil Knight ran track. What was
3: his fastest mile? Ooh. Because he wasn't that good. I'm going to go 5'15".
4: Four minutes, 10 seconds. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Wasn't that good? You want to take
3: that back? I don't Sorry, think, Uncle Phil. I still don't think that's that good in the grand scheme of things. 410? <laughs> what are the best runs. In
4: 1912?
3: Well, the, the four minute mile is
6: essentially yes. like the gold standard. Dude, I mean, if you can do that, you're one of the greatest. Is, that's really I good. But
3: I remember him, like, in the book, them talking about that he wasn't, like, particularly. Well, he good. ran a
4: four minute, 10 second mile. Man, I can't do that. I don't know if I could Know if I drive a four-minute mile before founding Blue Ribbon Sports, which of course is that now Nike. Sh- yeah. What did uh, Phil Knight do out of college?
3: Did he not do some sort of paralegal thing, like with you? you
4: yeah, I want to say he was like a CPA. He was a CPA. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, an accounting professor at Portland State. Yeah.
6: Oh, that's right. He taught too.
4: Did Phil Knight ever serve in the military? Boy, now I'm trying I don't to, now I'm, so? I don't think so. I'm going to go no. He did one year in the army. Really? Yep. And seven
3: years with the army reserves. Is that where he went? And like it didn't work out? And his dad pushed him into that? God, it's been. I need to go back and refresh. Out of what type
4: of car did Phil Knight make his first shoe sales at Northwest Track Beats? Oh, it was a van, wasn't it? Now you read Shoe Dog, you should know. I did
3: read Shoe Dog.
4: Was it a van? I thought oh, it was a the van. Details of this? It's not a van. No, oh, trunk of his car. Ah, Datsun. It was a Plymouth Valiant. Oh. A green Plymouth Valiant. Uh, what did Phil Knight say when he first saw the Nike swoosh design by Carolyn
3: Davidson? He
4: wasn't thrilled
3: by it. I think he said something like, it'll do or it's okay. It was it was not an overwhelming... Like, I guess we'll go with that
4: or yeah, something like that. Something yeah, like that. Very
3: close. He said, quote, I don't
4: love it, but it will grow on me. <laughs> I remember, it and being now look, something like that. Yeah, Way to go, Phil. Maybe and the I most. I ic- think it's one of the greatest logos around. Well, it's one of the more iconic. It's in one
0: yeah,
6: of the world, but it's it's sleek. Yes, it, like yeah. it's
4: aged well. Like, it's it's really good. <laughs> what an grow. idiot! It'll grow on me. Um, and then I got this one. This is this is like insider Phil Knight stuff here, mm-hmm. because I know someone who spent years with Phil Knight at Nike, and he told me that Phil Knight once proclaimed this. As the single greatest sporting event that he had ever witnessed in person, do you greatest care to guess what that is? Now it's ever a witness. Yeah, in it's gonna person, be, it's
3: going to be skewed. It's some sort of track well, and field things. Yes. Remember what he likes? Yeah, so. it's a track and field thing. Yes. So, uh, God, what? I'm trying to think of what Olympic or thing would have he have? Some have,
6: improbable comeback in the track and field event, or something? Would he
3: have witnessed like some sort of Carl Lewis-esque moment? Well. Dan and Dave for Reebok? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Your on blew up? You're on the right track. It was when uh, Joan Benoit won the first ever women's Olympic marathon in Los Angeles in 1984. Huh. He said that that was the single greatest sporting event he had ever witnessed in person. That was a very big deal
3: at the time. Okay. That's the single greatest. Cause you I'll, seem unimpressed. I'll, well, I know it's just weird because that guy has seen a lot of things. And that's kind of, I don't it's unique that he has that perspective. I do remember from the book how many times, like, the rise of Nike is one of, when you read that thing, it is one of the more improbable things because that thing should have died or sold or that thing could have gone off the rails or he could have gone out of that thing a million times over.
4: And finally, how much is Phil Knight worth in
3: 2023? Oh, man. Oh. I just looked this up today. Is 70, $71 billion. $45.9
4: so kind of a slouch 27th richest man <laughs> in the world or person in the world sorry I don't mean to be sexist what about the u.s does it say
6: or what he is in the like, uh that i don't know i, I can wonder. look that what up we, for he's you.
4: gotta be top 10 right hey let's recap uh snowmageddon we'll do that next on the fan all right uh wrapping up in the news here for feb 24 we're almost to march can you believe that march yeah right around the corner march 2023 wow Uh, They are saying that uh, snow. Do you remember when we got snow? I do. A couple nights ago. Just
3: the other day. I see the remnants of it outside. It was pretty wild.
4: Uh, If you missed our opening seggy, we did a lot on it. First,
3: most snow we've had at once in Portland in over 80 years.
4: Yeah, it was the snowiest day in Portland since 1943. Second snowiest day all time. Um, They measure this out at PDX. And on Wednesday, they got 10.8 inches of snow. Lot of, that's which, a lot of inches. Which beat out 9.3 inches that fell in 1956. Back in 1943, the single greatest snow accumulation over a day was
3: 14.4 inches. Imagine if this just becomes the norm. We're dealing with 10 inches now on a regular basis. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> And I'm not kidding. San Diego's becoming better, and better right. looking.
4: And so is Mexico. <laughs> I was just talking to my aunt. She lives in Phoenix. Yeah. And she was like, Yeah, it's kind of chilly down here. It's like it's been a weird winter, even in Phoenix. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. like, Well, <laughs> let's keep going <laughs> south. A little
3: south. You know me, I'm in Mexico every December, and I love <laughs> it.
4: All right. There is in the news February 24, 2023. Uh, coming up next, we got the Hot Five at Five. Uh, Joey Harrington will join us next hour. Uh, it's a big show, <laughs> as far as you know. There you go. There you go. There uh, we go. Uh, oh. Oh, oh. There oh, Buck goes. I have a tease. Are you ready for this? You this just, will be in the hot... Just, five. You just teased. Yeah, this is even better. Oh. Did you see what Brett McMurphy is reporting regarding the Pac-12 media <laughs> rights? <laughs> Did you see this?
3: Well, I saw Ray Anderson speak. Is that... Brett McMurphy. Okay.
4: Wait till you hear. This is in the hot five, so you have to be here next segment.
1: Remember the other day when
6: we were coming up with places the Pac-12 network could land? We probably should have named this place. Yeah, the Pac-12 Media rights. Oh, yeah, not network.
4: Uh, We will get to that uh, next on The
7: Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better